Thank you for joining us for Talks with Tyler ISD, where we share with you the successful stories of students, alumni, programs, and staff here at Tyler ISD. I'm your host, Jennifer Hines, and joining us today is our Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Marty Crawford. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Um, some of the things that we're going to be talking about today is how we've been doing so far this school year. We're now in year two of the pandemic, and we have opened our doors wide this school year doing all in-person learning. Yeah, school year three of the pandemic, if you go back to the spring of 20, to where we didn't complete that year. Correct. Um, you know, we just think uh, this doesn't seem like that long ago where we worried about whether or not we were going to be able to have in-person graduation. And um, that worked out for us well. And, you know, certainly the second graduation that we had that night, we wound up uh, having a lightning strike right when it started. So very apropos for a pandemic year to finish that 2019-2020 school year. And then last year was a very successful year. Um, there was some learning regression, but we certainly, because we were in-person, um, for most of the year, didn't see that regression like our peers did across the state. Um, East Texas really was the vanguard in regard to valuing in-person learning. And then here we are um, in year three of this pandemic, mm -hmm. or two and a half maybe, and uh, we're, we're trucking along. Uh, so proud of our students and our staff for, for doing what they've done uh, with a lot of distractions out there. We are really um, holding successful student outcomes as our core. Now, talking about doing the in-person versus online, we made that decision fairly early last year. We've seen the fruits of that decision, so to speak, not just academically in the scores that we're seeing um, that have not slid like some of the other districts out there that we're seeing actually in the news right now, but including the social-emotional part of it. I mean, that's a huge chunk of the need for in-person. Yeah, you know, um, there's a place for virtual learning. Um, and, I, and I think that if the pandemic raged like they thought it would, like it would continue to have done, that we'd have seen some more districts probably adopt some of those things. But, you know, trying to hold on until you absolutely just cannot hold on to it anymore. In-person learning is certainly a, an invaluable um, tool that we have. I mean, we've been doing it for over 150 years in the state of Texas, ever since um, uh, we started uh, here in Tyler, I see, I think 130 years, uh, I think since 1882 in Tyler. Um, but the social emotional aspect of it, making sure that other needs are being met, not just the academic needs, I think is something that's, in, that's a, a very important thing when you start talking about East Texas school systems. And Tyler is the largest of the East Texas school systems. Um, we, have, we have held true to in-person learning and, and the success is being realized now and will be realized in the future as well. And we did, looking back to last year, we did see some of our numbers drop due to COVID concerns. You know, back then, we still didn't really have a good handle on what this was going to look like, um, what was what COVID really looked like, and now we're seeing them come back. Yeah, you know, we were really concerned last year, especially our early childhood learners, um, pre-K and, and, and kindergarten. Uh, parents were a little uncertain about what that meant. Um, some we're a little bit concerned about any of the protocols we might have had in place. Of course, the economy was kind of lurching back and forth, so some may have not had the, the consistent employment that they have now. And so we understood what they were going through. We tried to meet them where they were at. Um, but now we're back up. Uh, we're, we're kissing what our enrollment was pre-pandemic. I think we were at 18,200 students. 
we're over 18,000 right now. And, uh, you know, after Labor Day, that's when things kind of balance out, kind of level out. New students come in. Um, students might leave the school system for another school opportunity. So we're right there at it. And we're excited about that, which means there's a little bit of normalcy that's starting to creep back into um, educational operations here in Tyler ISD. And we're very proud of that. Uh, we're very thankful for the confidence that parents have entrusted in us. And give our community some credit. Um, they understand what's going on. They're able to decipher data. They're able to decipher the news media and make what's uh, a, make a decision that's best for their uh, themselves and for their their children. And uh, we're we're just tickled to uh, to be able to offer the education that we are offering. Yeah, it is great to see them back. I, I want to say we have around 350 students that kind of ducked out for a year last year. Um, some of those, especially in the lower grades, as you mentioned, pre-K and kinder, we saw 120 of those kindergartners come back this year. So that's great to get them in that pipeline. So that's the good news is that the students are returning. Of course, we do have to talk about the elephant in the room that you um, had kind of touched on, and, and that that is COVID, and that there are still some concerns out there. Um, and again, our focus is successful student outcomes, and not even a virus can change that. A lot of people may not realize this, but school districts have been battling viruses and diseases for hundreds of years. I mean, this is nothing new for us to battle. It's just a different virus this time. Yeah, no doubt. Um, over 100 years, Texas school systems have had to deal with this, and um, uh, certainly not this specific one, uh, but you have some enhanced things that are also working uh, on that. You know, the great thing about the Internet and social media is there's a lot of information out there. It's just upon us as Americans and Texans and East Texans and Tylerites to decipher that and get it down to the local level to see if the things that are being provided to us by media, by social media, um, if they're impacting us on an individual basis and, um, you know, allowing the uh, some of the protocols that we had in place last year, especially some of our cleaning practices to remain. Um, those are, are just things that we've been doing. We've just enhanced them maybe a little bit. Right. Um, but some of the other protocols that we have in place, you know, we'll, we'll save those for whenever they're needed. And and I'm very proud of uh, of, of parents and, and students who have chosen to to go above and beyond some of the other protocols that we have in place in the in the previous uh, year and continue some of that now, even though that's uh, maybe not as uh, prevalent throughout the entire community um, like it has, like it was this time last year. Well, I think one of the things that um, parents may not have realized is we do have a lot of in-depth cleaning that goes on, on on a normal, in a normal year, whatever normal is now. I mean, yeah. it's kind of, it's different, but we already had a lot of those things in place. It was just ramping it up. They probably didn't know about it because we didn't really talk about it. It wasn't something that you really put out there that much. And so now I think there's a little bit more of a focus on it, but parents can take comfort in knowing that we already had a ton of systems in place deep cleaning of schools, all sorts of things that would happen on a daily basis, quarterly, monthly, yearly, uh, that we were already doing. Um, one of the big differences from last year to this year, and of course, once again, it's out of our hands, is the whole mask issue. Mm -hmm. Last year, we were told we had to have it. This year, they're saying we can't have it. Um, it it's been an issue that we've had to address. No doubt. And, um, you know, again, I think personal choice has been one of these things as this, this, uh, political football has been played back and forth with schools right in the middle of it, not just on, uh, the COVID issues, but a lot of other things that are going on in our country. Um, we've had to really, you know, 
take a stance and say that that uh, this is how we're going to do things. And and um, you know, not everybody's going to be pleased with that. I will say this: I think that one thing that, that the pandemic has probably improved is the communication of things that are being done already um, in our school systems. You mentioned the cleaning is the same thing. Mm-hmm. We've said the entire time that we've highly recommended uh, um, those that feel like they need to wear face coverings and masks um, uh, to, to stop the spread or prevent some of the disease from reaching them uh, is something that we encourage. Mm-hmm. We are certainly not going to ban uh, mask wearing, but at mm-hmm. the same time, we're not going to mandate it. Our board voted uh, uh, to continue on with the protocols that we have in place um, uh, last week, and and uh, we'll continue to do that. Again, we reserve the the uh, the ability mm-hmm. to be able to put some of these things in place if the data supports it. Um, you know, a lot of folks like to say that this this spike occurred when schools came back into session. Uh, saw some charts uh, over the weekend. It started in July. Mm-hmm. Um, no doubt about that, that, that we're just going through these, the ebbs and flows of a pandemic, um, that happens. And we are certainly here positioned to, uh, do what we can by also, um, having school. And people have also need to understand that we're an educational organization. Right. We're not a healthcare organization. We leave that up mm-hmm. to the big hospitals and, and those in the community that are, that are responsible for that. So we're in person school. If folks want to do things themselves, um, to protect uh, um, themselves, we certainly encourage that. In fact, I do that some as well. Whenever I get into a situation uh, to where I feel like I need to to put some extra precautions in place, I do that for myself. I do that for my own family as well. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of the return to school 2021-2022 plan is that we have in there the flexibility. We have updated it since we first put it out because we do look at the data and we do have behind the scenes, quote unquote, meetings. I mean, we meet, we talk to NetHealth, we talk to the hospitals. You just mentioned you were looking at data over the weekend. This is something that isn't just, oh, this is the decision and it's never going to change. Parents need to take comfort in knowing that these are ongoing conversations that happen almost daily, if not weekly, where we are in touch with all of the people that need to be, um, that need to give us the information so that we can make the best decisions. Yeah, it's consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, it is certainly something I did not go to superintendent school for was to how to manage crises like this. I mean, it does some crisis management management that does occur in those um, graduate school classes that we have, but nothing compared to this. And it has been a 24-7 um, project in regard to communication between us. And uh, let's just take Christus, for instance. You know, we're self-funded as a healthcare system. We're not part of the uh, TRS active care so we have a, an advantage that we do have a healthcare partner um, as our official healthcare partner, Christus, and being able to talk to their officials um, along with some of their medical um, experts there is certainly something that we've relied upon. Um, and then trying to balance out what the data looks like and what the suggestions are and how we'd be able to effectively implement that is something we have been um, watching it as well. Um, not to mention that we, we do anecdotal stuff and look in the community and see how the community is reacting to certain things mm-hmm. that are put in place. Yes. You, and do whether, have to, you have to observe those community behaviors and then make sure that you're following the data, not politics. No doubt. And, you know, you've got to understand what will your community back? And I, I, regardless if it's a pandemic or not, it's just what decisions will a, will a general community back? What are the practices that they're putting in place as well? And 
I think you can go across our community to see that in, in regard to masks, it's been very difficult to put this in place, especially with, um, you know, Austin's interference, uh, the governor uh, putting that out there. I'm very concerned about some of the local control things that are that are being infringed upon mm-hmm. in regard to that. But but then again, you start talking about local control. Our board voted mm-hmm. uh, to to keep the protocols in place that we have now. That's local control right there. So um, I, I just really wish that that we would stay out of the school systems uh, in regard to uh, to Austin, Texas, and, right. and and let the local school officials who have been elected by its mm-hmm. community make those decisions. Yeah, because they know the community best, and our communities are very different when you look across the state of Texas and how they do react to different things and and what they will back. Looking ahead, uh, you know, it's kind of like there's always a, okay, what's next? You know, we're, we're moving on, and our focus, again, successful student outcomes as always. This year does look different than last year. We are opening up our doors a little bit more. We're inviting those volunteers back onto our campuses. And I think this is a great time to talk about what the community can do to support our school district and to support our local schools because we are allowing some of those things again. Yeah, no doubt. Um, You know, even extracurricular activities feel much different than last year Mm -hmm. um, where we had very tight social distancing guidelines uh, in place, uh, but but yeah, you know, if you go to football games now, we we've had fairly packed stadiums without these outbreaks uh, inside of our school system that so many people have predicted um, nationwide. If you start looking at college football games and pro football games, you get that down to the local level at the high school. Um, we are still able to have um, our extracurricular events, and and again, looking at data and making sure that we're doing what we're um, what we're saying we're going to do, and making sure that. That, uh, that we're not just being reckless. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's been exciting seeing our community at these community events. Caldwell had its 20th anniversary um, this, this past week and, and seeing the smiles on, the, on their faces as we've been doing some of these things that's a more normal uh, than what we're used to. Uh, that's been invaluable and, and exciting as well. So when you start talking about what's next, getting back to some of the routines that we took for granted before the pandemic hit, um, we're going to continue to have successful student outcomes as our priority. Teaching and learning is extremely important. Um, taking the school system from a solid B to an A has never lost um, its momentum here in the district. We've just had this other challenge we've had to deal with. We just, we're just not going to let that consume us um, because, again, we're an educational institution and we have healthcare indivi- uh, folks in the community that lead us and we're starting to listen to them and they can lead us through that. So, Taking responsibility for what we're responsible for, and that's the education of our youth here in Tyler uh, and in Smith County, is something that's never going to go away, and we're going to value that every day that we show up for work. Absolutely. And we do welcome the community's support. We welcome the volunteers back into our schools. And and for those that are looking for a job out there, hey, we are hiring. We've got openings for bus drivers, substitutes, custodians. Um, So we are um, in that hiring process year round. I mean, you always are when you have a district um, the size of ours, you it, ta- it takes a, a village, so to speak, yeah. to, to keep everything running. So that's great news yeah, that we have. Yeah, those no doubt. Openings. I mean, if you look at our school buses, we've got mm-hmm. advertisements on our school buses. You know, if you want to make an imp- uh, an impact on the the youth of Smith County, and you're you're not an educator, 
Come drive a bus for us. Come work in our schools as a custodian or come substitute teach for us as well. So um, school districts across the nation, across Texas, across Smith County are all struggling with those support roles. And um, this is not something that was this just pandemic driven. This happened before. So yeah. we're always looking for that. We'll take care of you. We value you as an employee. And what a great way to give back to your community but by working inside of school systems. Well, we do want to say, uh, whether it's listening to this podcast or volunteering in our schools, um, maybe at the next school function, we welcome everyone's support and truly appreciate them. Is there any departing thoughts that you would like to share with the listeners of the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. I'm just very, very pleased with how the school year is going. And a lot of that can be said because of how much support we do have from the community. Sometimes it's, it's, it's the loudest, uh, uh, voice out there that really distracts us from our mission. And uh, we're not going to be distracted from our mission, and that's making sure that we have successful student outcomes. That's been the uh, priority for our school system for the past eight years, and it's not going away. Um, regardless of what type of, of uh, detractors there are out there. So uh, I think that's what gets reported on. Internally, our teachers are happy. Our students are being successful and coming to school every day ready to learn. And that's what a school system is supposed to be. Um, it's not supposed to be this political thing uh, that, that's out there, even though there's a lot of folks that are trying to make it that way. So I'm uh, very proud of what's going on at Tyler ISD and certainly awesome that I'm able to hear, uh, see, sit here and say hello and, 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 you know, validate these things from a podcast. And it's great to see that our focus continues to remain on successful student outcomes. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Crawford. Sure. And thank you for joining us for this episode of the Talks with Tyler ISD podcast. We hope that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends and family. Mm -hmm.